and good evening. Uh, welcome to Capital EA After Five series. We are talking with Nadine Smith tonight, and she is from Lidos, and she's going to give us a little intro on her life and what she's up to, and give us a bit of insight into working COVID nineteen from home. Welcome, Nadine. Welcome to me. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about your background today, so where you yep. come from, where, you, where you've been working, and um, we'll get into the specifics of the area that you're working now, and how that's differed to working in-house to working from home. Okay. So, I've got over 20 years of experience in, in the EA world, so I've seen it move drastically in that time from, you know, learning to type on a typewriter to, you know, faxes. Um, and things like that to now being obviously at home completely doing everything electronically um, in one little room um, without having interaction with uh, face-to-face people Um, so yeah it's very different Um, my career's obviously spanned over that time has been predominantly IT um, but I've also done uh, worked for the Australian Medical Association for some consulting firms um, as well as you know various different little side things on the on the side um, but yeah predominantly IT obviously you know going from having big heavy you know PCs to laptops to you know thin clients to tablets to working off your phone um, yeah. so it's all very different now to what it was what are you trying to use that now? What's, what's so that old laptop. Yeah, okay. Yep. And do you find that you're up on all the latest software and programs that come out? Or yeah, what? I think so. I think you, you learn from what you use. So, you know, I think probably maybe 12 months ago, a lot of people wouldn't have known what Zoom was or Skype meetings or, you yeah. know, face-to-face, you know, FaceTime. I suppose that's probably been around a bit longer, but... Zoom's obviously hit the ground running and there's obviously different programs that you can use, but, you know, watching people learn those things quickly to maintain um, some face-to-face contact has been interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we weren't using Zoom 12 months ago. It was still conference calls. Right, yeah. You know, That's people so would dial into a meeting, but now you're doing FaceTime and yeah. seeing each other. Yeah. <laughs> And, and how have you found, you know, I suppose if we were to, well, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about your past first, then we'll pro- pro- progress into our COVID-19 times working uh, from home. But how have you found working, you know, in the tech world to be really different to other roles? Have they been all IT related? Or? So there's all been IT elements in, in all of them. Mm. Um, I think back in the days of AMA, there was a lot of, um, note taking, minute taking, um, reading, processing minutes, and things like that. So a lot of that was still done. You know, even though you were typing up, you, I am old fashioned. I still write my minutes with a pencil. Oh, yeah. um, so you sort of that that time has probably gone as well because you're not, you know, you're not sitting in a room now listening to all these conversations of that are happening around a room taking minutes now it's on a phone or on a desktop and you're sort of going well you've got to watch what's happening and yeah so it's probably a bit more reactive um, in that sense I think 
But probably the one thing that I've noticed the most is, you know, the different types of phones, the different types of computers. Yeah. You know, people used to fax things through, you know, used to get work orders through via fax. Um, you know, some people don't even know what a fax machine is now. The only ones that use them are doctors and um, doctor surgeries and Do you specialists. Know we still get we get calls for you know whether we've got a fax machine here, and I'm like, no, no, we don't. And I'm like, well, who needs to fax? The majority of overseas yeah. people need to fax. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of the fax machines now have scanning systems in them anyway. So yeah. you, you buy a two-in-one sort of thing anyway. But mm. that's probably one of the big things I've noticed is the change of the different programs that you use. So, you know, I've done Lotus Notes <laughs> back in the day. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Outlook obviously has changed. You know, we use Gmail, MySpace, you know, all those sorts of things that are still, well, MySpace is not around now, but we mm. didn't have, you know, we didn't have LinkedIn. We didn't have, you know, multiple ways of communicating with people. It was just, you know, either via email or you pick up a you know, a phone and ring someone. <laughs> you know, God forbid anyone actually wants to talk to someone over the phone. Um, but yeah, picking up the phone is, is really important and I think um, we used to do that a lot more yeah. 10, 15 years ago where now it's easier just to jump on the computer and hit a Skype message and type something up or send a text message. Mm. Um, and our inboxes show that, don't they? They do, yeah. they do. But then I think you also lose that personal connection as well, which is obviously something that I love. So I will pick up the phone and ring somebody. Mm. Um, and if someone's on my floor and I need to speak to them instead of IMing them or pinging them, I will get up out of my seat and walk around and have a conversation. Yeah. Um, so that's some of the things that have changed over the years was that you didn't have those quick chat mechanisms yeah you did actually have to go and find someone mm. have a conversation or ask a question or mm. look for the answer as opposed mm. to just pinging someone and getting an instant response mm. um and i find people are probably a little bit more impatient too because it is the technology is there so yeah. they expect you to be responsive really quickly yes back when yeah i first started things could take two or three days to turn around yeah. Now it's, you know, I want it, I need it now. Like, it's very demanding. Well, we, we were just talking about this this morning and people expect an answer within about two hours. Mm. And that, in some people's world, is just impossible. Yeah, you know? it's and too long. Yeah. It's yeah. too long. Yeah. So that's something that I've noticed has changed dramatically. And I think the way that execs work now has changed as well. I think execs now are a bit more... Um, approachable to what they were 10 15 years ago there's not as much hierarchical i haven't found as much hierarchical uh, yeah. um yeah in the industry it seems to be a much more collaborative That's environment so now than what it was 10 15 years ago yeah because it was very you know this is the boss the steps i've got to go through this to get to get something approved or something processed mm. whereas now it's much more of a collaborative environment mm. um, and people have that opportunity to work to be able to get towards those things as opposed mm. to being you know this is your job you've got to do this this has got to be processed by who you know when where mm. now it's much more engaging it's very true yeah i, I can totally relate to that as well mm. actually and nadine so 
You've never had a, a, a um, an inkling to go work for the public sector? It's always been... No, I've always been private. Mm. Um, and I think that's because I've had really good opportunities. And as I said to you in the past, it's about relationships for me. Mm. So the people that I have interviewed with, ironically, have always been private sector. But it's been the role and the person that I've, I've gone for, not mm. necessarily the company. Um, and having that... You know, as an EA, relationships are key, and I've had some very strong, passionate leaders um, that have taught me so much and have given me so much that I can't repay them for what they've given me and the skills that they've given me over the time. But it's been the relationships that have got me to where I am today. It's mm-hmm. not, yes, it's the constant learning and and approaching things differently and learning and and having you know mentors and having people you can rely on to talk things through but I think too at the end of the day it comes down to the relationships so Mm. I've never had a a relationship with um that I've gone into into a job thinking no this is not going to work because the relationship's not there the relationship's got to be there before I'd even accept the role Mm. so the roles that have been offered to me or the roles that I've applied for um and majority of them have been through headhunters in Canberra because Canberra's such a who you know market so I haven't really had to um, sell myself in that regard because I've known the recruiter's done that for me or the recruiter's already given me a bit of the background and we all do our research on who we're going to meet before Mm -hmm. we go to an interview Mm -hmm. and then the feeling that you get in that first five to ten minutes for me it lets works. me know whether or not I'm gonna. This is gonna work. Yeah, right. And the beautiful thing about being an EA is that you can work across any industry, any department, any country <laughs> in the world, and the and the the nuts and bolts of the job still stay the same. Yeah, I love that. Um, so I think that's where I've been lucky is that it's just been the relationships, and some of them haven't always <laughs> started out wonderfully. I remember when I interviewed with Andrew. Um, at booze, <laughs> he had me scared. <laughs> if he's <laughs> listening, she's not that scared of him. <laughs> no, scared of him. No, he's, he's the most wonderful man in the world, um, and he's a fantastic manager and boss. But he he had me scared in the interview. Yeah, right. And I walked out and I thought, there's no way I'm going to get that job, and I did. And I'm not working with him for four or five years. So oh, um, I learned a lot from him. But I think too, I think it's. Sometimes you've got to go with your gut feel too. Like that, that role was one of the most amazing roles of my career and mm. I learned so much from, from that role and I did get to work in the public sector in those roles. So that gave me a little bit of an insight, I guess, into the public sector world yeah. and that was pretty much when I decided then that it was, I was always going to be private. When I joined the AMA, that was obviously very political. It's probably the most political role that I've done. Um, because it is mm. people's health yeah. and um, um, you know I, f- I feel for my dear friend Tony Bartoni at the moment who's the current president in this time and I can imagine the team up there are, are very busy with all of this COVID-19 issues that are going on mm. but again that taught me um, a lot about the politics of you know government and our health and things that I probably wouldn't have had an insight into if I hadn't have done that role. Yeah. Um, and worked again with some amazing doctors. Um, Dr. Hamilton was an amazing, amazing gentleman who I really thoroughly enjoyed 
working with uh, during his term as president and acting CEO. So, that, you know, it gave me a really good insight into mm. the politics behind um, our health system. So that was good. Oh, and, yeah. and obviously built my skills as a board secretariat and, and things okay. like that. So things that I hadn't done before I was stretched in that role and, and learnt so much about it, um, about, you know, the environment of the medical world, which is, is fascinating and we don't give enough credit to our, our doctors and nurses, that's for sure, yeah, the absolutely. things that they do and the things that they, they do to protect us as a country. So um, that was an amazing experience. And then back, you know, back into the IT world, you know, yeah. and with Lardos and um, an amazing team, a fantastic team, you know, led by Caroline. And from the moment I met Caroline, um, I, I struggled to find a little bit of about her when I was um, doing my research on Lardos because okay. she hadn't, hadn't been in the role for a long time. And so I struggled a little bit with to know what it was like, what she was like, and to get a feel. So I was sort of, you know, a little bit blind going into the interview, and but we hit it off really quickly. And um, she was new; she'd never had, you know, hadn't had the EA relationship, relationship before, and we had a bit of banter. And she, she's an amazing woman. She can jump from from one account to another account and be on the ball. So she's taught me a lot as well. Um, and given me some great, some great insights into different personalities and how to deal with different personalities because I have five that I look after at Lados. Yeah. Um, and when I first started, there was three other EAs in the team, and now it's just me. So it is a juggling act, um, and all very different personalities, all very different roles, all very different demands. But at the end of the day, the respect is still there as well. Like everybody has that respect for each other, and mm-hmm. I've never felt like having work, you know, working for five people. I've never felt conflicted or um, put in the you know in the old days. You, you know, I mean, well, I shouldn't say old days. I'm not that old. I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah, we were talking twenty years ago. I must be <laughs> It was. Yeah, it was. You got the boss a coffee. Like what the boss said was the final say yeah in, in the team that I'm in now it's it's definitely not that case it's definitely a very clear again very mm-hmm. collaborative everybody has a voice everybody has the opportunity to voice their opinions and and come to a solution it's not just you must get my coffee and you must you know pick up my lunch and things like yeah. that so it, it is very different in that respect you know I remember someone saying in an interview or how do you make a coffee and I said well that all depends on how the person likes their coffee because you can't make coffee one way. Everyone likes it differently. And that was actually an interview question that I got asked 20 years ago. Yeah, I still remember the sandwich I had to order for my um, boss at the time. You know, and it was down pat. You know, it was a multi-grain sandwich with tuna, lettuce and mayonnaise. Every day. <laughs> Every day. Every day. <laughs> and I'd run off and go do it. And I was like, I'll never forget that. No, you, you know? don't. And that, that doesn't happen anymore. No, it doesn't happen. I don't think the expectation of an EA to be a PA as as big as what it was 10, 15 years ago. I think the more things you did, you were either a PA or an EA, whereas I think now the PA sort of does exist in some some level, 
but the EA has picked up all of those extra things. Absolutely. Wow. Um, and made it a very much rounded role. Mm. Whereas when I first started, it was if you were a PA, you did all of their personal affairs and, you know, all of those sorts yeah. of things. Whereas now that's something that they do themselves, you yes. know, majority of the time. Yeah. So you are technically just doing your EA work. Whereas yeah. when I started, there was things that I did that I wouldn't do now. No. So, no. so yeah, there's some of the big changes. And look, just, um, you know, picking up some of that, I suppose, that transition and that time, you know, and I love the way that you've talked about, you know, each role kind of brought a, a number of experiences to you that you laid and then looked at and went, oh, if I didn't do that job, I wouldn't have had that experience. And that's something that I know um, a lot of uh, people that are in their current roles need to kind of reflect on from time to time. What am I actually picking up from this role? Because it may seem a bit you know, arduous or this is really tough, but it's always at the end of the day that I've never had an EA that has told me, oh, that was just a wait, complete waste of time. Mm. All that everyone has said to me that was actually really good. I can see it, but I found yeah. it later. But talking about the transition and the stages that you've gone through with roles and, and different um, um, people you've worked with and the, and the way that they work, you know, the, the pretty much it was all face-to-face, you know, at the start and then we've gotten to more of this reactive, responsive mode and getting back to people quickly. And But now we've transitioned again, mm. being in this environment that we're in. And how do you find juggling, you know, what, what was the first stage, I suppose, from working, you know, full-time in an office to working full-time at home? What Can you talk to us and our followers yeah. about some of that process and how you felt? So Lilas does have a flexible work arrangement. So I have been lucky enough to be able to juggle my home life as well as my full-time capacity in the office so I'm very lucky in that so it wasn't too much of a transition from working from home initially because it was well I bring my laptop home every day I log on at home every day this really hasn't changed so week one was a bit of a novelty (laughs) I think everybody was like wow we can stay in our pajamas we don't have to wear makeup and you know you don't have to put your high heels on so and then it was like week two came and I'm thinking, wow, okay, this is, you know, this is okay. But then I sort of was like in the routine of getting up and getting dressed and still doing all the things that I had to do. And then towards the end of week two, beginning of week three, I was like, what's going on? I haven't had any people contact for, for, some, for some time and I'm just missing the faces. I'm not necessarily the conversation. It's just that that warm smile someone says good morning to you or someone says mm. you know I've got a fantastic you know CFO that walks past me Matt walks past me every morning and goes hey mate how are you going and do you want a coffee and it's like wow I miss you take that for a bit take that for granted and now that we don't have that it's like well I can't say to Matt yes I do actually want a coffee this morning I've got to make it myself yeah. <laughs> so towards <laughs> the end of week two we get going into week three I was starting to think I don't know how much longer I can do this. This is not my personality. This is not the way that I'm used to working. I'm very much a face-to-face person. Mm-hmm. And, and in that time, I was still having, you know, daily catch-ups with my, with my team and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, connecting with Caroline, just even via text message or whatever, it was still nice to have that banter. And then towards the end of week three, which was last week, so now I'm into week, what, week four mm-hmm. of being at home, and I'm in the routine. The desk is set up, the computer's set up. 
I get on, I get up in the morning, I do my normal morning routine. You know, the kids were still at school up until recently, so that was still part of my shift one and shift two. And then the, the biggest thing is you've got to make sure you get up off your desk because it's easier to sit at the desk longer because you're not... You know when someone comes over and has a chat to you and say, hey, come into the kitchen, let's have a chat. You're not having that interaction. So mm. you need to make sure that you do move. Yeah. You do eat well, um, which I have found um, having a really good breakfast. So, you know, poached eggs and, or, you know, mm. avocado on toast, something substantial so that you're not snacking. Yeah. I think is probably one of the, the good tips. Um, and not sitting at your desk all day and going and waiting for the emails to come through so you're you're not reacting yeah you still try and do as much as you can um i've looked at you know been doing some online training so things that i haven't had a chance to do i've put my resume into our work day you know my skills into work day which i've never had the time to do um my goals are set um and things like that that you don't have the time to do in the office mm. you make the time to do having your regular lunch breaks you know even making a coffee and going for a walk around the block mm. you know put it in a, in a takeaway cup and walk around the block as if you were going out to get a cup of coffee mm. looking at ways that you can sort of still break up your day as if you were at work um, I think is really important and this is going to be the way of the future for, for, for foreseeable future mm. so I think you need to still and I still make my notes of what I need to do every day and try and change your routine even though you are at home to still as if you were in an office. Okay. Um, and on my to-do list, I do all my things that I have to do. And at the bottom of my to-do list, I make, I put down two names and they're the people that I call that day. So it may be someone really random and maybe um, someone through, through the community that I've been dealing with. It could be someone from church, it could be somebody from the office, it could be somebody from the other offices, mm. um, it could be somebody in Melbourne two, office. Two people. Two people a day. Yeah. And it only has to be a quick 15 minute, 20 minute phone call or whatever, but I've found that's really helping because even though you're not talking to, you know, I could talk to 100, you know, 120 people a day some days, like mm. that door that's could fun. be moving all the time and you've got visitors coming in and you know, even the interactions that you have with your team. So try and think of ways that you can still maintain that contact. Maybe it's not face-to-face, -face, but you're still talking to someone. Yeah, okay. Because, you, you know, you, your partner doesn't necessarily understand what you do. Your kids don't understand what you do. So it's nice to talk to somebody else that understands what you're doing yeah, or what you're going through. Um, and, you know, we're doing an EA virtual coffee chat once a week where all the EAs from Lighthouse get on the phone and we don't necessarily talk about work. That's um, good. You, you, we've been like talking about where to get toilet paper in camera oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the various different memes that have been coming out and the different videos and things like that and it's just it's just half an hour of chat that's just it's light-hearted it's off the beat it's just connecting and I think we're actually doing it better now than what we were doing it before with this COVID-19 because we were so busy and because we we're all separated from between Melbourne and Canberra and, and in Canberra and obviously different offices as well, it's really important that we make that time. And I think now that we've got the time, we're making the time. So that's yes. a really big positive out of it for me is yeah. that it gives me more 
interaction with my own colleagues in my own team that I don't see all the time. So yeah, even yeah. though we're physically in Melbourne, Canberra, we still don't it's, talk. Yeah. But now we are. Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting, isn't it? So it's like when um, you know, it's like. It's like when you go away on holiday or whatever, you start talking to your family when you could talk to them. <laughs> exactly, you know, exactly. Them. And, and, and I could speak to Michelle via email, you know, yeah. 10, 15 times a day. Yeah. But now I'm actually talking to her more on the phone than I have in probably it's, the last six months. So yeah. it's in those regards, it's really positive because we're yeah. all sharing ideas and we're just connecting more mm-hmm. than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really important. I think the key things are is to try and maintain a routine. Yeah. I think you've really got to keep your routine up. You know, people aren't going to be as responsive to emails and we need to take a little bit of yeah. self-care in that, that it's not a reflection on you. It's a reflection on what they're dealing with as well. Yeah. Their internet might be slow at home. Mm-hmm. They may have, you know, they might be juggling, you know, looking after children as well. Yeah. I mean, all of these things have to change and I think at the end of that, we need to be kind to ourselves. We still have a job to do. Mm. And whether that job gets done between 9 to 5 or whether it gets done between 7 and 3 or whatever the hours are, mm. you still need to be kind to yourself and make sure that you're, you're doing all those self-care things. Mm. You know, and, and it is hard. You can't exercise with one other person. You know, you can't walk over to the local shops and get your coffee and have a, have a chat to... You know anyone you bump into in the street, so it's just a different time. One of the one of the good things that one of our ELT does, um, she will text you and say, um, "I've heard this through the grapevine," is that you know um, she'll text you and say, "Go and make coffee," and then she'll tell you to go outside and she'll ring you and make you go for a walk while she's talking to you on the phone. Brilliant, uh-huh. fantastic yeah. idea. You know, so just different yeah. ways of doing that to in to you know to make sure that you're not stuck in four walls yeah um all the time and so what's your what's your setup look like at home so i'm in a in an apartment so um i've got two children obviously at home um with me so molly and matilda have both got the kitchen table as their desks um and i've got my own office set up so i've bought home my chair and my docking station and my monitors and I've set it up and I've put all my little trinkets around and just to make it feel like it's a desk and yeah. it's my office. And having my office chair and having those things in place has helped a lot. Right. Um, and you know, put your photos up like you do in the office and make it like it's in the office. You know, put your footrest under your chair. Yeah. You know, have your favourite mug on your, on your desk. Things like that is what I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also limiting myself so that I'm not sitting there past you know into the night into the night you know I definitely leave that desk yeah and, and move away from it so you're not constantly sitting there yeah so you um, can actually go okay I'm in my home now I can rest up and yeah you know, like move from place to place and know yes and, and have your workstation set up so that you're not you're not setting it up and setting it down every day right so you 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 get up in the morning, you do what you've got to do and you walk into your office, so to speak, and you've got that set up ready to go and it's there. And are you getting dressed every day? I'm getting dressed every day. Yeah. The f- I will admit the first week was yeah. a little bit, <laughs> a little bit more relaxing. Um, I think as it gets colder too, I think it'll be, 
you know, I think the Ugg boots may become a uh, oh, yes. fashion statement of the 2020 uh, oh, nice. EA world. Yeah. Just putting it out there. <laughs> Should make a hashtag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Office attire. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it's important. I mean, I'm not doing my makeup every day and I'm not blow drying my hair every day, but, you know, I am doing, you know, I am showering and I am putting on clothes okay. as opposed to staying in my jammies because it's very easy to stay in your pajamas yeah. Yeah. and still maintain that routine. Still have your breakfast, still make your bed, right. still do all those things that you would do. Mm. Because otherwise it will feel like you're just, it's Groundhog Day. Yeah. You're getting up, you're getting into your jammies. Around, you know, around, 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 around. It comes to trickle, like, oh, I haven't had a shower. What if someone, yeah. you know, calls, now. calls on a Zoom call and I haven't had a shower. So yeah. it's just, I think that the key to this thing at the moment is, is just to try and maintain some level of routine. Yeah. Which will help with your mental health, which will help with your routine. Yeah which will help with your workload um, and, and reach out, reach out to people, you know, like mm. reach out through the EA network, reach out yeah. through, through that that you've got, mm. um, reach out to your colleagues, you know, and, and everywhere offers EAP services now. If you need them, use them. Use Don't them. be afraid to ask for help mm. because we are all facing an uncertain time. Mm. And I think that's really important messages. If you do need help, ask for it. Yeah. It's there. You just got to uh, ask for it. You know, and that's something that you know we're we're certainly trying to maintain with our EA network as well. That they seek the help that they need. We're connecting now daily. Yeah. Uh, through a, a, a half hour, forty five minute chat webinar. You know, it's important that you do maintain that routine and have that connection. But equally. If mental health is struggling, you know, definitely tap into some of those services. Absolutely. That's what they're there for. That's right. right. Yeah. That's what they're trained for. And, yeah. and a lot of our our businesses offer that service as a free service. So you don't feel guilty that you, you have to use that service. And, of course, it's 100% confidential. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to share that with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, is really important. And I think, too, is just be kind to yourself, you know. don't If you don't get everything done every day... Don't feel like you've got to sit in your office all night till you get it done. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, leave the office at six o'clock like you normally would. Go home, pour yourself a glass of wine, make dinner, do your normal routine. Yeah. Because otherwise, you it will become like it's just one step into another. Yeah, yeah, you're in that office twenty four hours seven, and we don't yeah. want to be in that world, no. right? So I think that's really important. No, that's a really good point. Can you um? Are you using any software or apps or phone apps? So, I've, so well, I've never used, I've used Zoom once or twice prior yeah. to now. Yeah. Um, I'm using Zoom uh, for multiple reasons, multiple tasks. Um, we haven't done a lot of it through the office. Most of our office ones are done through Skype. Right. Um, or through teleconference still. Zoom I've used for um, some of our church meetings, some of our connect groups. Um, we used Zoom the other night when we had our EA catch up. Yeah, for lead. Um, yeah. So we did that. So it's just, you know, video chatting my father. I'm not quite sure how that works. He doesn't hold the phone properly, and you see half of his, you know, he's oh. walking around and he's moving the phone. So <laughs> it can be entertaining as well using the FaceTime with, with people that don't know how to use it and things yeah, like that. So yeah. I think they're the things, yeah, you haven't used before. Um, there's a great app that I've downloaded that's um, a mediation, uh, meditation and um, calm 
one that you can use. Yeah. Um, is that one that you remember? Well, you have a look. I, I always recommend um, an app called Brain. FM. Yes, I've heard that one too. Yeah. So this one's Headspace. Oh, Headspace. So yes. I've been using that. Um, yeah. That's really good. That's a very good one. Well, um, obviously Facebook groups, messengers, you know, things like that are really good. Yeah. Um, I love Zoom because I can see people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can virtually do the hug and the wave and the kisses to people that you that you miss. Yeah. Um, maybe not appropriate for a work meeting. Well, you see your kiss or whatever, but uh, I think it's important that sometimes you still see face people. Yeah. Um, you know, my grandmother, there would be no way I'd be able to FaceTime her. I'd have, still have to ring her and have a yes. chat to her. Yeah. Um, but, and you know, and, and, but with work, you could pick up the phone and do a face call and yeah. no one to think the different of it, right? Yeah, that's right. So I think that's, they're the things that have changed. We've, we do rely much more on our mobile phones. And do you have any background noise or anything while you're at home? No, so I use my headphones. Okay. Headphones is, mm-hmm. is pretty critical. Um, and, you know, obviously if it's, you know, a, a certain time, um, you have to, I have to get the kids to be in their room or, you know, depending on what the call is. I think it's important to mute if you're not talking. Yeah. Um, and some of the rules around, you know, letting each person have a chat. And it's, I have noticed sometimes when people both try to talk at the same time, it gets distort. So just, you know, people are learning the rules around the etiquette, I guess, of using Zoom or... Yeah. Those, or any audio. Yeah. Any, video yeah you've got to be ready you've got to be ready yeah um so remind me to put yourself on mute yes um don't do like i do sometimes not put yourself on mute and then tell someone else something else or yell at the kids in the background yeah or yelling at your children or your dog's barking in the background you're telling them to be quiet yeah you know there could be some really awkward moments so yeah yeah, i think just things like that are really important yeah and being in a space that's well lit you know, it's comfortable, it's not too cold, it's not too hot. Mm. Um, Lila's have been very good. They've given us a checklist oh, okay. that we go through, each of us go through to make sure that we've got, you know, the pretty standard yeah. OH&S requirements in our office. If we don't have them, then they're willing to help us get them. Mm. So they've been really good in that situation. Everyone's been really helpful in getting everyone set up. So just make sure you do those things, you know, okay. natural light and make sure it's not too cold, it's not too hot. Mm. You know, you're drinking water, mm. you know, you're doing all those things that you would normally do in the office. That's a really good point. That's a good point. So I suppose in wrapping up our uh, fantastic podcast today, Nadine, was there any tips or tricks that you wanted to give any EAs out there of either working remotely or anything that you live by in your role that you can't, you know, live without? I can't live without, you know, my phone and my laptop, Yeah. you know, and, and pen and paper. And, and still making my notes and still knowing what I'm doing each day. Mm. You know, otherwise it becomes chaotic. So I still like to maintain that level. I think the biggest thing is, is the communication, mm. um, whether that's with people that you work with, other EAs within Canberra, um, family, friends, you know, whoever it is that you need to talk to that you do communicate mm. and communicate regularly. Mm. Especially for people that it's harder to communicate with. Maybe send them a, send someone a text message to say, Hey look, I'm really struggling today, can you give me a call? Yeah. 
So the onus is back on them to give you a call Mm -hmm. as opposed to you picking up the phone and Mm. ringing someone. They go, hey, how are you? Ready to go? Well, you know. Yes. And so dumping it on them. Give them the time to. Yeah, give them the time to. Yeah, give them the time to talk and Mm -hmm. things like that. So Mm -hmm. that's probably the one thing that I would would give advice on. Yeah. Um, I do it. Mm -hmm. I ask. You know, I'm not the world's best for asking for help mm-hmm. in, in any aspect of <laughs> um, my work or my personal life mm-hmm. I used to like I like to help not get help so yeah, yeah. it is difficult for some people to ask for help yeah, um, and, and not have that embarrassment that it, if you do need help ask for it yeah you could ring at the wrong time or whatever and yeah. then go like, I'm in the middle of something like, yeah. and you think oh that was I shouldn't have run. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, and I've also too been sending notes, you know, sending cards in the mail and, you know, randomly picking people off the mailing list in the office, sending them a text message or sending them an email saying, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. I just want to touch base if you want to chat or anything, I'm here. So just, yeah, just think about what you would want if you were in that situation and don't, and if someone says, look, no, I'm fine, I don't want to chat. Don't take it personally. Just go, yep, no worries. Mm. You know I'm here if you need me. Yeah, that is wonderful. What great final words to send you off into your rest of your COVID week now in Canberra. Thank you so much, Nadine, for joining us. Thank you. Your time is very valuable to us. It's a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you.